0: Beyonce, if you're listening right now to me and Kim, (laughs) shout out to you for really, you know, believing in me and really saying how much you liked my earrings.
1: Welcome to Building Birmingham Together, a show about Birmingham's business leaders, successes, failures, and lessons learned to encourage you to remember that dreaming is free, but the hustle is sold separately. I'm your host, Kim Lee, founder and CEO of Forge. Today, I'm joined by Jacqueline Jones. Jackie is the CEO of One Degree Marketing, a digital marketing and strategy firm with a heart for small business and startups. Jackie is also the founder of Elevation Academy, Which just launched a few months ago. Elevation Academy is the one stop resource and community for entrepreneurs ready to elevate through an online digital platform that provides training and knowledge on social media, email marketing, website development, and marketing strategy for small businesses, brands, and organizations. Jackie is also a wife to Isaac and a mother to the cutest four year old little boy. Building Birmingham Together is brought to you today by Forge. Forge is Birmingham's first professional co-working space located in the heart of downtown Birmingham at the Pazitz Building. With private offices, open workspaces, as well as meeting and event space, Forge is the place where small business owners and entrepreneurs come together, meet new people, and get work done. If you would like to find out more about Forge, you can visit workatforge.com. Well, Jackie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. Um, I tell you all the time, so I will tell everybody listening that Jackie is um, the wisest friend I have and the smartest (laughs) friend I have. So the challenge today is going to be of all that wisdom and all those smarts and knowledge, how we pull it out in this podcast There's a lot of pressure on me.
0: (laughs) Well, but we also know that because I love you so much, it's just hard to hold it in the road um and stay on task. That's the (laughs) other challenge is the stay on task. The stay on task.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we will we will promise you that we are going to try to stay focused and stay on task.
0: It's a promise, not a guarantee.
1: That's right. That's (laughs) right. But um you know, Jackie, what I love and admire about you is just, you have always had a vision. You've always had a mission and, um, and you just continue to pursue it no matter what. And just your hustle and creativity and, um, drive to push your dream and vision and business forward is just amazing to watch. And I love that that it really, it comes across in everything that you do, that it is not just because you want to have a business that that is successful and you want your name to be great. It is because you really love the businesses that you are supporting and you truly want other people to be successful. And I know you can help them be successful, (laughs) but um, just, I know that is your drive and everything you do is so that you can provide more resources and help more people. So
0: I love watching the work that you do. Thank you. It's And you are dead on. It's (laughs) it's more about everybody coming up kind of together than it is about just me. Um, I mean, not that I don't want to be great because I do, Um, but I feel like I'm only as great as the community I'm a part of. So everybody has to rise together in order for it to, to overflow kind of, well, write that down. That was really good. I know,
1: you know, Jackie also hosts, uh, she has done a lot of webinars for Forge, which we'll link to in our show notes. But one of the things that I love that Jackie will do is when she is leading a webinar that are always fantastic. She'll say, Oh wait, that was really good. I'm going to write that down for later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to write it down because, you know, you just start talking and you're like, oh, wait, that made a lot of sense, but I'm See? not going to remember it. <laughs> you're the
1: wisest person I know. I'm telling you. Well, I want to get to, you have such a great story. And um, and one of the things that I just love about hearing stories of entrepreneurs um, is because it's easy to sit back and look at you now and be like, oh, wow, well, she's awesome. And she has this great marketing firm and talks all the time. Um, and and other businesses too, like just to look at them three or four years down the road and think, oh well, it just came to them, it just happened. But your journey is is not a straight path. No. You've always had the desire, you've always had the same passion, um, but it's changed along the road. So I would love for you to share with us how you came, how one degree came to be. I know that's a loaded question.
0: It but. is, um, but you know it's it's uh an interesting story but it, i can make it short we're going to try anyway um okay. you know i think f- there are some people in birmingham who know me before full blown marketing firm 1 degree life and if they do then they know like singer songwriter jackie <laughs> um which is like a whole and the people who don't know any part of that li- that life are like Jackie singer songwriter that's just weird. Um and so it's it's a very interesting thing but you know I started as a songwriter. Um I got a marketing degree from Alabama and so I was like okay well I still want to do music so I'm going to go that route and just over time the traveling and all of that Uh, just became a lot and I needed healthcare coverage. (laughs) I needed a job. Um, And so I did decide to like start working just a regular day job. Um, But the thing about it is, is that, you know, in songwriting, you are basically telling people's story. You're listening to what they're going through, or you are just looking around at what's happening and deciding, okay, this is, this is the part I want to pull out and kind of move forward with. Well, as I transitioned into like day job life, I went ahead and started to help my musician friends get endorsements and things like that. And I was like, okay, I have to tell their story now. Cool. But then I was like, wait a minute, hold up. I see something. I see something here. So let me just, and eventually that started to just, I had a friend who started a bakery and I was like, all right, well, let's try that out on this. It's all marketing. Right. And I saw that path kind of open up and I was like, all right, I can do this same thing for small businesses, for brands, for organizations, just like I would, if it was an artist standing on a stage, I could just say, Hey, let's talk about what you're trying to accomplish, who you're talking to, how we pull out these relatable things and you stand on stage and you deliver it. It's the same thing. I get to be the songwriter of small businesses, basically. Right. Um, And so that's how we ended up here is, you know, okay but I do I
1: want to go back just a second because you said you got a regular job yeah what was your regular job
0: I worked for the social security administration yeah (laughs) for eight years for
1: eight years for a long time and I think that is so so much a part of your story yes um I mean you gave you you gave up songwriting but you still had that creativity and you realized for your sake for your family's sake you had to do something a little different but that passion and desire never went away so I think you know the journey can look so different for different people um and then I'm going to continue to pull out your story It, it didn't you didn't just quit social security and go to start what you're doing now. Like, tell us just a little bit, just what that, what that path looked like, how you, the pieces of the puzzles that got you to where you could be full-time
0: one degree, you know, and this is a really good question because I think that there is this misunderstanding in life that you you have to just jump off the cliff and it's a clean jump every time. Now for some people that's totally the case. That's just not my situation. Um, I, I, when I stopped working at social security, I had a two-year-old um, and that was not a smart idea. You know, as, as much as I wanted to believe in it, it just still wasn't smart. Um, and though my husband loves me dearly, um, we still had to have some level of a plan. Um, and I went through co-starters with Create Birmingham and just in there, there, there's a week in co-starters that talks about the numbers. And I used that time to walk my way out of my full-time job. And so I went part-time and I was like, all right, 3 days at social security, 2 days and I started coming to forge and I was like okay, I'm going to, you know, spend some time here, work on one degree and then I would switch and then it was 2 days at social security and then 3 days, you know, working and then I was like all right, 2 days is enough, I'm out of here. Um yeah. on my birthday, I started on my birthday. I ended up. Oh, I
1: didn't birthday. know that.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> I was sitting in orientation on my birthday and I literally had a going away party on my birthday.
1: That's amazing. But what a gift, two great gifts. One yes. gift of like security, benefits, all of that. And yeah. then the next gift eight years later is you're giving yourself your own business. I'm so I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's great. So many times I hear people say, you just got to go for it. Just trust your passion and go for it. And sometimes that can be the case, but you're a wife, a mother, you have a family. Like I always tell people you need to weigh the risks and see if you can afford those risks. And I think you are such a great example of, of doing that and doing it responsibly.
0: Yes. Yeah. I just want, I, I, and I think people sometimes don't, believe that you can weigh the risks and still have faith that it can happen, like people feel like you're one or the other. And that's not true. You still, even with risks, even calculating those risks, you still have to have a lot of faith that it's going to work out because if you decide to take the risk, you know, that's the faith part. But I think that sometimes people feel like, no, Faith is supposed to be blind and I just jump and it's like, no baby, there's a brick wall right there. We can see it, open your eyes. Yeah. Um, and so just trying to avoid the the pitfalls that are very obvious, cause there are plenty that are not obvious. Um, right. So trying to avoid the ones that are is way important.
1: Right. And I think um, you're not the first guest who's been through co-starters, but I think going through something like that is such a great opportunity to help see what those brick walls could be and yes. if they are able to climb over or, you know, what you're going to have to do just to prepare yourself to be prepared. Absolutely. Um, but then once you launched, everything was just like great, right? <laughs> uh so I say that because Jackie, um, just, she did a Ted, she was a Ted talk speaker, Birmingham Ted talk speaker in 2019, um, which will also be like long, linked in the show notes because it is just a great Ted talk for any, um, entrepreneur. But as she started her journey, it was very exciting, but then she experienced um, something that she has coined and I think it's great. What did you, what, oh, tell us what you coined
0: post passion depression.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Tell yeah. us a little
1: bit about that,
0: you know, and in, if there are any mothers out there listening or fathers really, because it's not like fathers don't see this happening. Um, no. you know, every, I, in that talk, I compared it to postpartum depression, which is where that comes from. Um, and just being able to draw these connections between going into something you're extremely excited about, and the people around you are like, Yay for you. This is gonna be great. Just do these things, you know, buy the diapers bigger because they're gonna grow, you know, all the all of these this great stuff that they tell you which is wonderful and it's you know appreciated. However, um you know when when the fanfare ends and all of the confetti has landed um then you really start to walk down a journey that becomes more of a mental struggle, um an emotional struggle than people are just prepared for and not because they're not strong people just because they had no clue that being in business, running a business, starting a business, and really for those people who are in careers, it's the same thing. You know, as you press forward and go higher, it's you still end up facing these emotional and um, sometimes financial and relationship struggles that nobody took time to say, "Hey, yeah, so." you know, you and your spouse are probably going to fight a bit (laughs) because you're going to be pulled away or, you know, no one warns you of that. And so you kind of go through this lull, but you know, the purpose in that talk was just to say, Hey, you're not by yourself. We just like with postpartum depression, all entrepreneurs, all people who are building something go through this, you know, questioning, should I be here? Should I do this? Um, You know, why am I doing this? Why is it so hard? Like we all go through that, but not enough people say it out loud. Um, and and I just wanted to say it out loud. Yeah. And I usually don't share personal things. I don't know why I let them talk me into doing that on a TEDx <laughs> stage, <laughs> but I was like, okay, sure. I'll talk about it since nobody else will really.
1: But I think just even that term, the post-passion depression, because, you know, the, you know, the entrepreneurial journey is so many ups and downs, but just, yeah. you know, the passion and excitement, the, the value and the mission and the drive is still there, but the excitement comes and goes. And so just you to be able that. to name it. And I mean, it's a great, uh, a, a, a great, uh, phrase that we need you to know, incorporate I'm in marketing.
0: More. That's what huh? we do. I'm in marketing. That's what we do.
1: I know. See, you're so smart. Smartest, wiseest.
0: You got to put a name on everything.
1: Yeah. So I know that what you love to do in one degree is really to help promote small business owners. So what is it that gives you this love and passion for small business
0: owners? That's a good question. Um, (laughs) You know, it's it's honestly about, you know, I mentioned earlier about telling people's story. And you know, in in any business development program, usually people talk about how you are building something to service other people. Mm-hmm. Um, most people start their businesses solving a problem that they have for themselves, or yeah, solving yeah. you know an issue that's close to them. And I think that you know it's really important for me to help people transition from oh, this is just something I'm passionate about to. Becoming impactful in their own communities, so you know i'm going to employ people i'm going to grow my audience i'm going to give this solution to multiple people and that can be so hard when you're small or you're doing it by yourself, and I really want to see people have the impact that they're able to have that's just really hard to do because everything costs money yep. Right. Um, And so and marketing costs money. Um, I send my fair share of invoices and I hope they all get paid. (laughs) But I also have to remember that not everyone is in that position. And so I've been working really, really hard just to find other ways to support small, especially micro small businesses to just transition from I'm really passionate about this or I'm really good at this thing to I am changing what's around me, which is kind of the story of what one degree means. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about changing what's around you and making it consumable and making sure that people can take it and it does something for them, that it nourishes them, that it nourishes their community. And so that's really, really important to me. And so I find myself looking for ways to make that happen over and over and over again.
1: Mm -hmm. So what are some of the, what are some of those ways that you found
0: so you know it's really 2020 has been the magnifying glass to me figuring that out actually because you know at the top of the year as much as I would have liked to gone to all the entrepreneurs in the world of small businesses and said hey all of you need digital marketing now come see me they they didn't have the money or they were worried that they wouldn't be able to maintain revenue and things like that and so I had already in the past kind of partnered with different organizations and did some facilitation and of programs like um GoDaddy does this Empower program. Um, I did that with True Fund Financial Services. So I had already kind of gotten into this kind of facilitation realm, but it was a way for me to find out how I could charge the cost to organizations and still get the help to entrepreneurs or to small businesses. And so that was one way. And especially, like I said, this year, when pivoting was like the word of the year, how are you going to pivot? How are you going to figure this out? A lot of it came down to marketing and so um we just have to figure out this is this is in the the small business or the business realm where you say i have an audience or a customer that's not the same as the end user. So I had to to look at a different audience and say, okay, organizations, you're getting grants, you're getting support. People are trusting your organization to help small businesses. My job was to get in there and say, hey, I can help you help small businesses. So finding those ways, and then it's no cost or it's super low cost to the people that I really want to help. So that was one of the ways. And then the other way was Elevation Academy um, was trying to find a way to offer marketing at an affordable price. Right. Okay. Before we get to
1: Elevation Academy, cause I think it's great. Um, I do want to ask you a question for the small business owners who are listening or entrepreneurs or people who are thinking about starting their own business. Um, I know you have so much experience working with them. So just as a vendor side or as a consultant strategy, um, you know, you, you do so much more than marketing. I feel like in your marketing job, um, what is the hardest part about working with small business owners? Like, as they're thinking about going in, sorry, that's not an easy question, but what can, what perspective do you have that as they're going in, going to people like you who need help, who, who can help them? Like, what is one of the hardest parts that you see that they're not quite prepared for?
0: Whew, Um <laughs> that is that is a very loaded question. Yes, um, how can
1: you what what advice can you give them as they're coming to people like you?
0: You know uh, uh, there there are a couple of things, um a couple of very short quick tidbits. Um, yeah. you know, honestly, it's about one being being open to to hearing what can work. Um, and not even the how to market better, but just in business development because that's the thing I keep running into is that when I'm working with small businesses and they start saying, well, I want a website. And it's like, great, how does your business work? You know, how? What are you selling? How much is it? What are, what's the strategy to that so that I can communicate it? Oftentimes they haven't really thought to that level of detail. And so I think that people feel as though, um, and for the world out there, if you can hear my four-year-old, oh. please know this is this is the life we're living, right? This
1: is true life.
0: This <laughs> this is real life, right this now. This is what
1: it is. Um, we can
0: barely hear them. So. Okay, well, that's that's what that is. I'm not smuggling a child. Like I'm not pushing a child. <laughs> Hello. He's just far away.
1: And he is (laughs) the cutest four-year-old. So he, he can do no wrong in my eyes. See,
0: he gets away with everything. I get away with nothing, (laughs) Um, but you know, it comes down to business development. And I think a lot of times, you know, and I've felt this way myself before that we get into programs and we do things with people and they're like, well, have you thought about this foundational thing after foundational thing? We're like, no, I just want to get to the front lines, the social media, the website. It's like, there's so much work to be done. And, knowing who your audience is and, and knowing that. And so I run into that a lot of people who don't really want to take their time yeah. and figure that part out, but they want to rush to the front and say, hey, world, it's for sale. Um, but then they have a hard I'm maintaining that. And so that's that's one thing. The bigger thing for me is to use your resources. Um, you know, I went through co-starters. I've done a ton of programs in Birmingham. I talk to all the forge members. <laughs> I do whatever I can to pull on the people that I know um, and just glean from them what I can trying to grow a business, whether you're working in it or it's yours, you've got to be willing to tap into your resources. You've got to be willing to ask for help and then be willing to open and open to listening to it. And that's hard when you feel like it's my passion. It's my, it's really hard to do, but that's the problem I run into is that people are like, I have it figured out. I just want you to do this piece. And I'm like, but you, you, you don't, you don't have it figured out yet. (laughs) Um, And I want to help you, but you got to listen a little bit. Yeah. I don't know everything. Let me just say that disclaimer. I don't know everything for sure, but I probably know somebody who knows somebody. And if you will allow me to push you that way, but you have to be open to that. And that can be hard.
1: Okay. Here's a harder question. It gets harder. <laughs> that I didn't prepare you for. So can, can you thinking back to your beginning days of one degree, maybe, you know, like when you were still part-time coming, you know, working on One Degree Some are there some times where you can see where you fell into that trap?
0: Yes, for sure. Yeah. You know, I am a very, you know, as much as I know I don't know everything, I don't always act like that. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of, that's why I have so, so much grace for people who are figuring it out because, there are things I probably could have put in place years ago. There there are ways I could have gone about it. But also, there's also the lack of belief that it's possible. Mm-hmm. And so I there's a kind of space there for a lot of people in. Me. And so there are some times in the early days, and I always talk about this about my husband. One day he asked me such an important question while I was still part time. I just kind of met him, so I I was almost offended by him asking this, but it it triggered too many things for me to think about for me to really dislike him because of it. Um, But he asked me one day, he said, Why do you trust the government, your job, more than you trust yourself? Like, for some reason, you don't seem to believe. I know. And I was like, First of all, I don't know you like that. That's what I yeah. wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, that's a really good question. That is a good question. Why? And as a government employee at the time, you know, every October we could get furloughed and they had to vote about whether we're getting paid and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I never looked at it that way. And so that's when I started to try to take one degree way more seriously. Yeah. And that Same year, Kim, we went on furlough. Yep, I was going I remember on a trip that. to Europe and I did not get paid. Yep. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, but because I started to, you know, say, okay, well, what resources can I use? This is the year that I started co-starters and like, just trying to find those ways. But until that really like kind of life-changing quote, don't tell him y'all that he changed my life. Don't, don't we tell won't. him. Okay. It's a secret, <laughs> um, but it's, I definitely was, was one of those people was like, well, I'm just doing what I'm doing. It's working. It's fine. You know, I don't really want to listen to whomever, but that question really made me say, you know what? He he's right. Oh, definitely. Don't tell him I said that. Um, but yeah, so I've been that person and sometimes I still feel like I am. Um, but every day we have to practice in the small spaces being better. And that's what, I try to do and what I try to allow time and space for other small business owners and entrepreneurs to do when they're working with me. We yeah. all need that grace.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I think is so great about Elevation Academy is because you looked at who you who you really serve and who or who your end user, you've discovered maybe your end user is different at 1 degree than who you're serving through 1 degree this year. Um, but you still wanted to be able to support and teach and train and give tools to those small, um, small business owners who are your end users, who you still want them, um, to have the skills. And so tell us a little bit about Elevation Academy and why you decided to launch
0: that. If I did, you know, it's, it's, so true that I want everybody to just know, and I think that I there's a fear that people have about you know telling information that is kind of like the trade secrets and that kind of thing. The first thing that I I have acknowledged in this life is that there is nothing that is not Googleable. Right, everything I do is available on Google. Right. <laughs> it's hard to pull all of that into perspective and you know what applies and what doesn't and all of that. But, and so there, there is the, the skill that I have in knowing how it works together, but nothing I do is not available on these interwebs. (laughs) So, you know, and I love teaching people. I don't sell marketing with one degree. I sell time. Right. Right. There's nothing that I do. You know, I'm probably better at it than some people, but they still could do it themselves. Right. Oftentimes, you know, when I would talk to people that are small business owners, startups, just getting started, they want me to do it for them, but they're not in that place. And right now they have more time than money, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And my thing is this, if you can do as much as you can do with what you have, then you can get where you're trying to get. And then when you get to where you're ready to outsource it, where you have more money than time, one degree will be there to, to pick it up for you, you know, and hopefully you'll trust us to do that. But for now, how do I, and this was my way of answering how do I equip people? Whether you're the person who just got assigned the marketing stuff in a small business or startup, that's not really what your core job is, but they ask you to do the social media. It's for people like that. It's for people who are starting a business, who are starting an organization, and they just need the basics or they want to say, okay, I got the basics, but how do I put a little strategy to that? They just need that little bit more to push them a little bit further, Mm -hmm. to get them further down the road. And I just don't mind giving away the game. I, I really don't. If you are willing to learn it and if you're willing to take the time with it, then you deserve every bit of what's on the other side of that. And just because you're not ready to pay an invoice does not mean I should keep that from you. Um, And so Elevation Academy is just my way to say, you know what, for the cost of probably less than a really nice dinner every month, I will give you this information, but it's up to you to take it and apply it that's the part you know, where the invoices are different. If I have to take it and apply it and I have to spend the time on it, then I send you the big one degree invoice. Yeah. If you are willing to put in the time and the energy and learn it and understand it, and I'm there to ask questions in Elevation Academy, I will answer them, get where you're trying to get. How, how do I help you do that? And so Elevation Academy has just been my answer to how can you be as many people's marketing person as possible and help them get where they're trying to get. And people, it's not a money grab, you know, people are like, Oh, you should charge $99 a month. And I'm like, that kind of defeats the purpose a little. Um, I need it to be easily accessible, like easily, easily accessible, because I know that there's a learning curve there. Mm -hmm. And I know that there has to be a motivation to, to learn more and do more. You're not going to do that if you also have to put out a bunch of money. Yeah. So I, and I love it. I love it. So, yeah, the lunch and learns that I do at Forge are absolutely proof that I love just love teaching people. I love for them to get it. I love to see that light bulb go off. Um, I love for them to just understand it. And I love dealing with them um, and, and making them know better and know how to go forward. I love it. Like it's it's one of my favorite things to do. I really think I was supposed to be a teacher.
1: I think you are <laughs> such a great teacher, you know, but I mean, through all of this, through the starting of One Degree, what you're doing with Elevate, it's all just you wanting to help other people succeed. And you you get to do it through your passion of what you love. Um, but it's just really amazing to watch you think of new ways um, that you can help people succeed. And thinking of this new way Elevation Academy was not something that you just had like all the time in the world. So I'm going to do this because one degree is also really growing. And I know that you, you've had people who help you, you have a great team, but you've transitioned from having contract, contract workers to now actually having people on payroll. So tell us a little bit for people who are listening, who are going through that transition, thinking about it, what it's gonna be like when one day you have to do that, what that transition, (laughs) I'm laughing.
0: uh cuz cuz it's a big transition what it has been like for you a big transition yeah um you know i just <laughs> I recently had to answer a survey that asked what was the most challenging thing you've done in in your business. And I was like, payroll, hire people, because there are so many things. And this is right back to kind of that TEDx talk piece. There's so many things that people just don't mention and not that they know to mention everything. Right. But that that bridge to actually hiring people and getting the legal part of it together and making sure you have the licenses and the, you know, unemployment and all of this stuff. Um, you know, I had to, because I work in an industry that needs Wi-Fi and devices and, you know, laptops or computer. I had to buy equipment and I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what, why did I do this again? Um, it, it's hard. It was a very, very, very hard time for me to, and not hard in the impossible kind of realm, but just hard in the, it was like a new learning curve. You know, I've been in business for a while and I'm like, Hey, I got the swing of this thing. Yeah, I found myself on new, new ground. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, what I have to learn how to treat employees. You know, I have to figure out what that process looks like. And then all these processes I had to put in place. Then I was like, I have to do an orientation. And it wasn't until the second day that I was with my new person, that I was like, Oh, wait. You know, people usually talk about the business. (laughs) Let me go back and go, well, here at one degree, this is what we like to do. And this is what we believe. Like, I didn't do that the first day. I was just jumping right into it because I had never done it. Right. It was just, it's, it's been very difficult, but I've learned so much. One, once you get over that hump, you're over it. Right. You don't really revisit that again. Um, But it has made the difference even just because I just did this. Mm -hmm like last month yeah, um, or a month or two ago. And on the other side of that though, is there is someone else who wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I have to go to work today. And it's one degree. And this is their priority. And this is you know, not just when I can get to it. And I love my independent contractors. I still, you know, have all of them, Right. but I also have to respect that they have other jobs and they have other priorities, but to have someone who is there for your business, you know, for me to open capacity, to help more people, to give me more time, to facilitate, you know, to be a community manager, to Elevation Academy, to do all of this stuff that really helps, this business grow to help more people and also give them a space to grow and be a great person is, is the world to me. Like it, it has been probably the best part of my year, um, to, to be able to do that, but it was very difficult.
1: Yeah. Please well, I think going. it's important for people to hear that. Cause you know, on the outside, we watch companies grow and it's just like, oh, look, they just added somebody else, but, but they're Mm-mm. as a leader. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that goes into there's that.
0: A lot. There's a lot. And then, you know, I, in the cost of adding one person, you know, again, being digital, every time I added someone to an Adobe license or Asana or Dropbox, it was like, all right, we're going to charge you $2 a day, $15 a day, $70 a day. I was just like, oh my God, this is adding up so quickly. Um, And I just, not that I wasn't ready, but I kind of wasn't, I wasn't mentally ready for sure. Right. Um, and it, it's just, it's been a journey, but I'm so grateful to to be in a place to have that struggle, you know, yeah. so.
1: Oh man, okay. Well, I, I I feel like you've touched on this some, but I wanted to ask you outright. So the, the title of this podcast is Building Birmingham Together. And um, so I want to know what role you see your organizations, multiple, um, have in building Birmingham?
0: So, you know, one, I am grateful to be a part of the community that Birmingham has grown into. Um, Birmingham is such a special place. Um, there are so many things growing in Birmingham, and so many great people like yourself. Um, oh. I am only just seriously just lucky to have met you when I did, which was so random, um, because I was just like, "Hey, I'm looking for co working, and I'm I'm going through Co Starters," and you like came to Celebration Night, and but just even in that is just a reflection of how great Birmingham is. It's the community, it's people who help each other, it's people who, you know, offer a resource or a tip or advice, you know, here and there. And really, you know, it is my goal to continue to empower small businesses, entrepreneurs, people in general, to do better things. You know, all this is back to everything I do has the same goal, Uh, um, to empower people, you know, to do more with what they have. And if I can play any part in that in this city, I feel like I have accomplished something that affects generations of people. Um, When businesses do better and they grow to hire other people, you know, when businesses do better and they bring a product that Birmingham is known for, or a space does well and it becomes, you know, the most Instagrammable place ever. Like any of that that I can play any part in, even in the smallest way, is really all everything I'm doing is trying to do. You know, I hope to one day impact the world, but I feel really sure I'm going to do that by impacting this city first. Yep. Um, and that makes me happy to know that even now I feel like I'm a part, I'm in the thread of some people's, you know, life. And that's a big deal for me.
1: Yep. Well, anybody I'm who has living. listened to, to you thus far, uh, will not be surprised that, um, that uh, there is a long, um, List of awards that you have gotten over the last couple years, which now it's my turn to embarrass you. Um, and they're really amazing like, pretty much a Birmingham award. Jackie has gotten it marketing, CEO, uh, women to watch. But, um, just a couple of weeks ago, you were, um, it, it's not just a local award, it was a larger award. So, I'm gonna let you tell us oh, just gosh. a little bit about this award because it's so. It's awesome. So go
0: ahead. So now Beyonce and I are BFFs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's the strangeness of 2020. Um, so I was awarded the, um, be good, which is Beyonce's nonprofit, um, organization, um, slash NAACP small business grant. Yep. And you know, this year has been super challenging for so many people. And I know that there are so many people who probably have applied for that. Um, And that's the thing that really has touched my heart is that I know for a fact, because I can see the numbers, how many people have applied for (laughs) this. Um, And it's funny. Did I tell you how I found out about this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, But I am so grateful to be receiving this because it comes at such an important place in my journey. Yeah. After hiring someone and being charged two dollars every time I click somewhere, <laughs> my pockets have taken a hit for sure. Um, but just it's at such a pivotal place for my business. Um, and then of course now B, me and B, because I'm convinced she watched my video. Yes, I think she did. I'm pretty sure Beyonce. Beyonce, if you're listening right now to me and Kim. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you for really you know believing in me and really saying how much you liked my earrings that's right i feel sure you said that too when you watched it so thank you for that yeah um and now we're friends and um I won't text you too much
1: <laughs> well I think the award there's so many levels that I think it is great one it acknowledges the great work that you are doing um two it it I believe it's specifically for black business owners mm-hmm. and um, the work that you have done to support um, black owned businesses and help them grow even especially I mean before this year I know how mm-hmm. much you have done but especially this year when it's on so many levels is just, you know, 2020 and yes. i said, but, um, and also it, it's a, it's a program that again, you worked really hard to, to make this award happen as well. Like you had yeah. to find it, you had to apply for it and you did the work um, to really help Elevate. Your <laughs> I I did not plan that out, but I, I love it when, when I'm that cheesy. Um, but no, like it just in so many ways is just a capture and a recognition of all that you do every single day because you want to help people. So
0: thank you, Beyonce. Cry. First, you're gonna make me cry, and so stop oh. because you know it's it is. It's these moments. I'm not gonna cry, y'all, um, because it's a podcast and some of you can only hear me um, and I don't want to be crackling. Um, but you know, I do sit on both sides of the table and I have this conversation all the time with people that I work with. Some kind of way I found myself into being a resource for small businesses, a resource for black businesses, a resource for women-owned businesses, just a resource in general. And then also, but on the other side, I am the person who needs help. I am somehow the person who is helping. And the person who needs help at the same time. And sometimes that's a tug of war in my time, in my energy, um, especially in my emotions. Yeah. So being on the receiving end of something that says, hey, we see you. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, you're working hard, you know, and because of what you've done because i didn't get that just because i applied it mattered what i was building and that it would make a difference in what i was doing and so because you've done the work because you can you know explain to us and we can see clearly what you've done we can see that pouring into you pours into other people yeah that means that this grant money doesn't stop with one degree it doesn't stop with your team it goes to other businesses it continues to push everyone for, that's a big deal for me. Like, and right. I, I cannot express how, how in perspective the award puts me. It's like, Hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You are on both sides of the table, but you are surviving. And there are people who are there for you, just like you're there for others. It's, it means the world to me. It really does.
1: Well, I, I think you're pretty great. And all these awards, I'll put them in the show notes. so I don't embarrass you too much. <laughs> So if y'all want to see everything that Jackie's gotten, you just look at the show notes. Um, Okay. One last serious question. Um, Like I alluded to, I love to hear um, lessons that people have learned along the way. And sometimes they're not applied to business or um, it's not something that they necessarily learned from paying invoices. But what are a few of the lessons or encouragement that you can give people that you've learned along the way? Um, did I know this question was coming? Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, I,
0: did? Oh, yep. well.
1: I don't think we talked about it. Ahead, oh, okay. Cause the, way, my, the so way you can
0: just life... give us one, if you have like one. Well, I mean, of course I have all the things I can say, <laughs> but you know, honestly, just in life in general, one of the, the things that I've learned along this journey that I thought was just cliche is to find and understand ways to put yourself first. Um. Okay. And I think that people... I've always thought of that as selfish. And then of course, when I became a mother, I really thought it was selfish. What do you mean? Put myself before my babies, you know, or whatever. And so, but you really cannot pour from an empty cup. You you cannot be all the things to people if you aren't being all the things to yourself as much as possible, you know, uh, as much within reason. But so often, you know, I know like myself, a lot of people just get caught up doing and going and, you know, getting things done. And so like this year when things I had to slow down, when home and work were the same place um, and I had to figure out what I could do to help myself, I found myself not knowing. I was like, I don't, I don't know. All I do is work. All I do is go. All I do is mom. All I do is dog mom. All I do is wife. You know, I, I couldn't remember even what, what it meant to put myself for like really intentionally put myself first and not in a, you know, I never get to do anything kind of way, but when it all is said and done and you're tired and you're burned out, it's like, what do you turn to? How do you make sure that you don't get to that place? And that's really important in every aspect of life and being a great parent and being a great, just member of the community and being a great business owner. You have got to find ways to love on yourself, show yourself grace, know yourself well enough to know when you need help. Um, Put yourself first. Yeah. In as many ways as possible. And you will, I think what I've learned and what anyone will find is that somehow when you put yourself first, everyone else comes with you. It's like you realize there's no line. They're standing beside me not behind me. Yeah. And I think we always think, "Oh, I'm going to write that down by the way, y'all." Um <laughs>
1: write it down, put it on a write it
0: down. But it's the truth. We think that we're moving to the front of a line and all the people that we love and we care for and the work that we do is behind us, but that's not the case. All of these things are beside you. You don't carry things on your back always. You carry them in your arms. So if you're carrying family, if you're carrying a business, you know, put yourself first. And when you move up, it's all going to move with you. It's, right. it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's hard, but it's a beautiful thing.
1: Wow. That's good. It's good to remember. It's very hard as a mom and a oh my business owner and all so the things, but it doesn't mean it's any less true. Yeah. Okay, now I just have a few fun questions for you, just two. So the first one is, um, and I'm pretty sure I prepared you, but maybe not, it'll be more raw. Um, what is a book, a favorite book, or if you have two
0: that has really helped you as you're in your business? So before I knew I was so amazing um, and I mean, 2020 amazing. Cause I I've been amazing for a long time guys, um, but you know, I read you are a badass um, oh. and that for whatever reason, just really repeatedly reminded me that I was capable. Like I heard of you, that. Really? It's no. so bright yellow. I would say there's one on my desk that you can borrow, but someone is borrowing it. Oh, okay. Um, but it's by Jen Cicero. Maybe. Um, okay. I may be saying that totally wrong, but it just was a reminder that you're capable. You are worth worth money. You know what you yeah. do is valuable. You know the people that you're around. You are worth more. You know than you probably are giving yourself credit for right now. And just that constant reminder was like, you know what? Yes just ask, make them tell, you no. it's okay. Like I just, that was a huge deal for me. Um, let's see. I also recently read, um, I I'm so self-help bookish. Um, I really, and I, I learned that this year. So I recently read, uh, Brene Brown's, oh. uh, dare to, um, lead yeah. I'm getting mm-hmm. that wrong. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm about to get it wrong. Yep. Um but another place where you know a reminder that don't, you know, silence the noise of people who are not fighting. You know, they're talking about how you fight or what you do or whatever silence that they're in the seats. They're not in the ring. Yeah. Um, Being willing to, again, put yourself first and say, Hey, yeah, there's some things I have to overcome, but I'm still capable of this. Um, it's all, all that I'm so self-help book. I really am. I'm, I'm such a self helper.
1: I just, Hey, one day
0: you're going to have your name on one of them don't say that because I wanted to write one right after my TEDx talk but I was like this is a lot one day you yeah, will one day we'll see
1: yep you will I'll keep I'll keep reminding you and then I'll I'll get a little but bit but then of-
0: a third <laughs> is Dr. Seuss's um all the places you'll go um oh. yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's right yeah. That's my other one.
1: <laughs> I love it. Okay. Wow. Favorite,
0: um, podcast. If you listen to podcasts to help, you know, I am not a huge podcaster, You're not. um, just because like, so most people listen to podcasts in the car. Yep. Um, you I always listen- have a kid. I listen to children's music. <laughs>
1: that's right. So- I didn't start listening to podcasts till the kids were out of the car.
0: Yeah, I just, I'm and I'm in that place with a four-year-old where we have to ABC and John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, like yep. we have to do that the whole ride. And when I'm not in the car, I'm working. And so yep. I rarely listen. Now I will say kind of out of, um, cause I'm married to him. I end up listening to my husband's podcast all oh, the time. Yeah. Um, And I really like his because I miss being a a pure creative. Um, It's called Mediums. Um, And they talk about kind of all these struggles and ups and downs of being a creative. Really, it's about entrepreneurship because they talk about spending money unnecessarily and not getting what they ask for or how they get to what they're trying to create. And it's really interesting to listen to because there's so many similarities to small business, Mm -hmm. um, even though I think a lot of creatives don't think that's true. So I do find myself listening to that, but not because I'm like a true pop podcaster yeah because um, I have to listen to the ABCs in many different forms that's right <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there how many ABC songs there are out there but there are so many
1: there are a lot there yeah. are a lot well Jackie thank you so much for being on the podcast today uh, you really do inspire me every
0: day you inspire me
1: oh well well one of the things that I just love is that um You're never one to sugarcoat the realities of life as an entrepreneur or life as a wife and a mother while working to grow a business. Um, So when your encouragement and your motivation comes through an Instagram post or through a Slack message... Um, I know it's real and it motivates me to keep going and push myself beyond what I think is possible. Um, So I encourage all of you listening to follow Jackie's journey on Instagram or all the places. She's everywhere. We will have them all linked. Um, And you'll also find a link to her TED talk. It's eight to ten minutes um, I'm not quite sure the exact Come time, on. but it is definitely worth a listen. Um, so thank you, Jackie. And Jackie, congratulations on all of your recent awards. You, well,
0: thank you. Coming you from truly a person, deserve them. Coming from a person who has a nice list of awards herself. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this podcast. Which oh, is well, um, thank you. Yes. In the hallways of Forge, likely I will be listening to it. That's right. Building it. Birmingham and making it better and such.
1: That's right. Thank you for listening to Building Birmingham Together today. If you liked what you heard and look forward to hearing more stories about the awesome people in our city who are doing great things, be sure to subscribe to Building Birmingham Together wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we would absolutely love it if you would take a few minutes to give us a review. Your encouragement just makes our day. We also thank Forge for bringing us this podcast. If you are tired of working from home and looking for a professional place to work to get work done, Forge is your solution. You can visit workatforge.com to schedule your tour today.